we begin a new series. In fact, we are embarking on a, um, on a lengthy study through the Gospel of Matthew. We are going to anchor ourselves as a church in the Gospel of Matthew for the next 20 weeks. We're going to spend Christmas through Easter paying attention to the life and teachings of Jesus Christ through the story that Matthew tells of Jesus in this gospel story. And we will do that in different ways. I, I don't plan to go verse by verse, chapter by chapter, but I do plan on us anchoring ourselves in what I'll call mini message series throughout the next 20 weeks to look at and to, and to encase ourselves in the good news of Jesus Christ. Because there is no greater news, there is no greater promise, there is no greater human, and there is no greater God than that of Jesus Christ. And Matthew's gospel, as as we'll begin to unpack in different ways, um, Matthew's gospel helps us to see the world through Christ. Help us to see our world your world through Jesus Christ. Now, all four of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are clearly telling a story of Jesus that is meant to change lives. But Matthew, Matthew wants to tell the story of Jesus that is going to impact not only your life or what you do or want to do, but impact your life to see and to act through kingdom vision. To to look at what you do and the world around you, not through just your goggles or your glasses, but through the glasses and the vision of a risen Savior. The good news of Jesus Christ. And Matthew does a really good job. And I, I think one of the exciting things about being in the Gospel of Matthew for such a lengthy period of time, but also one of the scary things about being in Matthew for so long is that Matthew is going to upend the status quo. He's going to turn everything upside down through the telling of his story of Jesus Christ. And I think one of the reasons Matthew does that is we will take time later on, not this morning, but we'll take time to pay attention to the story of Matthew. Matthew is a tax collector, a spies so-called sinner that Jesus calls into his ministry. Matthew knows what it means to have a world or a life upended by Jesus Christ. But Matthew also, through his fellow disciples, experiences what it looks like and what it means and what it and, and, and how to live in a, in a life that is upended or turned upside down because of the presence of Jesus Christ. This gospel does exactly that. The kingdom of God turns everything upside down, upends everything in our lives. And if the kingdom of God is not challenging every aspect of your life, you are not paying attention to Jesus' kingdom life teachings in the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus challenges us. He challenges us. He challenges us with the kingdom, with godly vision. 
with grace, hope, and love that moves beyond our perspective. And that's why, as the season would suggest, as Matthew begins his story, we will start with the story of Emmanuel, the story of God with us. Matthew chapter 1 is that Christmas story through the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew tells a story of a God who comes, as he puts it, from a quote from Isaiah, a God to, that comes to be with us. My first Christmas married to Laura was an exciting Christmas. And if you're married, you may remember and think back to your first Christmas as a married couple. It's an exciting time because you're together and you have a great purpose and your gift giving. And so our first Christmas together, I went a little overboard. I wanted it to be a perfect Christmas. I wanted her to be, uh, I wanted her to have so many gifts, they overwhelmed her. And so um, one afternoon, one of these spurts, uh, and I've, I've tried to calm down a little bit, but one of these spurts of, of trying to overwhelm her and create the perfect Christmas, I went to a store and bought just about every piece of clothing that they had because I wanted her to have so many gifts. I wanted her to have everything she wanted. It was such an exciting time for us being our first married Christmas. Now you can ask Laura about these clothes that I bought her. I think you returned every piece of clothing I bought you, yes? And there were a lot. She didn't like any of them. And I don't think any of them fit. I tried so hard. I tried so hard to create the most perfect Christmas. And I tried and I tried and I tried to gather and make. And though none of the gifts seemed to have worked out, it was still a pretty good Christmas. Because one of the things that we start to pay attention to, which is one of the, the beauties of the Christmas season is that it's not necessarily about the gifts under the tree. It's about the Savior in the manger. It's about the gift of Emmanuel. And we may try for a perfect Christmas, but guess what? You don't have to try because God has given you the perfect Christmas through His Son, Jesus Christ. We work and we work and we chop and we shop and we wrap and we wrap because we want it to be perfect. And God had worked for so long to give us the perfect gift under the tree. You know, this year will undoubtedly look different, function different, maybe even feel different. For a lot of us, we got a taste of that with Thanksgiving the things we're accustomed to doing, the activities we like to do function differently. They moved differently. But this chaotic, uncertain season can still be a perfect gift. And it's not because I can give you anything or anyone can give you anything perfect under the tree. It's because it's the gift of Jesus. The gift of Emmanuel. And here's how Matthew writes the story. I want to read Matthew chapter 1, 
verses 22 and 23. Matthew says that all of this, which we will read all of this in just a moment, occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophets. And Matthew goes back to Isaiah, the great prophet Isaiah, to make this point and to remind us of this message. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. See, Matthew wants to tell a story, but not just any story. He wants to tell the story of Jesus Christ. And one of the things we learn very quickly in Matthew's story, in Matthew's gospel, Matthew's good news of Jesus Christ, is that Matthew tells a stunning story of a God who will not abandon us. God will not abandon you. And you have to look no further than Matthew chapter 1 and Matthew's telling of Jesus' story to know that God does not abandon his people. So much so that God has been planning for a very long time the most perfect Christmas. He has been telling his prophets, and in particular Isaiah, for generations that he would redeem all of his people that he would bring all of his people back together, that he would bring all people through the Spirit, through the telling, through uh, the gift of his Son, Jesus Christ. And that is a remarkably stunning story. It's not the story of a king or a guy who comes in and fixes things. It's not the story of someone who comes in and gives you an inspirational message. It's a stunning truth. That God came to be with you. That God came to be part of his creation. The remarkable birth through a remarkable virgin brought a remarkable, stunning story of a God who came to be with you. Now, The idea of any human being being born of a virgin is remarkable in of itself. But that's not the stunning part of the story for Matthew. Luke gives that great length and detail, which it should because it is remarkable. But the stunning aspect of the story of Jesus Christ is not the way to which Jesus came into. It's the fact that God was even willing to come into his creation. That God was willing to be like us, that God was willing to come to this place. Now, we can find many ancient stories of little G-gods who want to be a part of their, their subjects, of their, of their people. And so, these little G-gods, and we can find these in Greek mythology and Roman mythology, but these little G-gods will come down. They'll walk amongst their people. And typically, these stories go in a way where they fall in love with someone. And they want to leave their people a piece of them. And so they have a child. And they leave a part of them in their child 
with their people. But that's not the story of Jesus Christ. That's not the story to which Matthew is telling. It doesn't say God came and he gave a piece of himself to Mary. Matthew tells a stunning, remarkable story that God, in all of his glory, came to be his creation. That all of him, every bit of him, is here with us in Emmanuel. That this is a stunning story of a God who would come, even consider, to be the thing that he created. Because he loves, he gives, and he cares for you that deeply. And so this stunning story that Matthew tells in Matthew chapter 1, and you're wondering, Travis, please don't read the first 21 verses of Matthew chapter 1. There's 42 generations, a genealogical list. What a great way to start a book, right? Now, for us modern ears, we look at this as, as an inconspicuous way to begin a, a story, like a dud just a bunch of names list uh, of generations gone by but Matthew begins way with purpose he begins by telling briefly by names 41 generational stories Abraham all the way to the 42nd generation that is Jesus Christ it's the story of David, as Matthew puts it, but also the story of Abraham, as he puts it secondly. You see, this is a story about a God who comes to be the heir of David's own throne, but also to be a part of Father Abraham of all of God's people. It's the story of a king, and it's the story of a son, but it's the story of God of Emmanuel who comes to be with us. And so it's maybe a little inconspicuous, a little flat for our ears, but those first 21 verses of Matthew chapter 1 tell remarkable stories in of themselves of God's perfect planning and timing for the gift of Christmas. This didn't happen by chance. This wasn't a whim. God gave all of himself, and this was the plan to which God was going to do throughout time. And this is the story. Matthew chapter 1. Let's pick up in verse 18. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. Before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man, did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Verse 20, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. 
for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet Isaiah. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. The gift of Emmanuel will forever be with us. Forever inviting us to participate in the story of life. Matthew tells a stunning story of life. Matthew gives a stunning encounter with Jesus who is the giver of all life before us. As we come to find out, it's a story of death that cannot be conquered because life comes through the Messiah, through the Emmanuel. He, he comes in life and he leaves in life. And this is a gift that needs no upgrade. It needs no update. It won't diminish. There's no accessories that you'll have to get down the line. The gift of God with us is a stunning forever gift of a stunning God who came to be with his people. And you've received unexpected, remarkable, perfect gifts before. You received something from a loved one that you didn't think was possible or the timing was just too perfect. And you know exactly what that feeling is like. But every single gift that you can think of right now that you would put in that perfect gift category, it fades and it falls away. It leaves. It doesn't go with us. But this gift, this perfect, forever stunning gift, this gift, this gift comes in the form of God. Comes in the presence of Emmanuel, as Isaiah put it. And what is even more remarkable about this gift is the forever is forever. The birth of Jesus, though it happened many years ago, a couple of millennia ago, that gift continues to give. It is truly forever. Jesus tells us this, Matthew chapter 28. The adult Jesus has been crucified, murdered on the cross. But you see, Emmanuel, who came to give life, to be life, is the God of life. And the crucifixion and the tomb could not hold him. And the risen Jesus now comes to his disciples. And Matthew ends his story in a wonderful bookend. I love a good bookend. Because the story of Matthew begins as it ends as it will as it began. However, I'm supposed to say that. The, the, the stunning story of Jesus ends as it began. And the story of God's forever promise, his gift of Emmanuel. Matthew chapter 28, the risen Jesus, as he's ascending into heaven 
with his, but before his disciples says this, the last words of the gospel, Jesus came and he told his disciples this, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. God has been planning Emmanuel for so long and the gift of God's presence is amongst us. And what does the risen Savior say? I'm not leaving. I am here with you in the gift of forever. The gift of Emmanuel is with us this very day. This bookend is a reminder. Matthew tells a remarkable story of God's presence even this very day. The gift of life, the gift of hope, the gift of grace, the gift of new beginnings, the gift of great purpose. And it's more than anything we can put under a tree. It's each and every one of us embracing the stunning story and life of Jesus Christ. Embracing more than a season, but embracing the truth of the risen Savior. This is a remarkable, stunning story that needs to be told and shared and given. This church, in a matter of two days, has already shown its giving, loving, gracious spirit by making sure that we take care of three families and 32 families here at Heritage Elementary to give joy and hope peace and love, everything that embodies Jesus Christ to the local families that may not be in the same position as many of us. And so while we strive to be giving people to fill up trees, we ought to be people who strive to fill up to give the gift of Jesus Christ. And so, in front of me, we have... A copy of the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew's telling of Jesus, uh, the Gospel of Jesus Christ. We have a copy for every family here at Heritage. This is a gift that we want as a church to give to you for this season. is more than the gifts under the tree. It is the gift of Jesus Christ. We made sure that we have one for every family. But here's the thing that we want you to do with this. We don't want you to keep it. We want you to give it away. I'm challenging and encouraging you to give this story, this stunning, remarkable story of Jesus Christ away this Christmas. There may be no more of a perfect gift to give than the story and the life of Emmanuel. And so we are providing a copy of the Gospel of Matthew for every person here, every member of Heritage. If you're a guest of ours this morning, we want you to take one as well. 
but we want to ask you that you give it away. Inside the book, you'll have a couple of reminders and instructions of what to do with this book that simply say, give it away. And don't overthink it. However you want to give this book, this story, this stunning story of Jesus Christ away, that's entirely up to you. You want to gift wrap it? Great. You want to drop it off on a porch? Great. You want to look somebody in the eye and hand it to them? Great. I want you to give Jesus this season. Inside, you'll also find a blank note card, an opportunity for you as a family to write a note to whomever that you would love to give the story of Jesus away this season. Now, I want to say a couple of things. Let me start with, let me start with this copy of the Gospel of Matthew. This copy of the Gospel of Matthew is from a company called Alabaster. And as you can see on the screen, if you'll go back one for me, Melissa, I'm sorry. Alabaster took the New Living Translation, word for word, is scripture. But what they've done is they've tried to create a visually beautiful and thoughtful uh, presentation of the Gospel of Matthew. And it is beautiful. And in many ways, as you'll see this morning, it doesn't feel the Bible. Like like the, the traditional scripture Bible maybe you and I have or hold. It, it has pictures to help reflect and to give uh, folks opportunity to dwell inside the word of God. And so I, I think this alabaster copy of the Gospel of Matthew is a wonderful gift to those who may not know the story of Jesus. It's not overwhelming. It's not too big. And most importantly, it has the story, the stunning story of Jesus Christ inside of it. And I hope um, that you will take advantage of this encouragement. The second thing that I want to say about this is um, when this occurred to me weeks ago, uh, to start thinking through this, this concept and this idea and this challenge, it scared me because I'm not the kind of person. It's not in my nature. It's not in our nature as a family uh, to, to give or to show or to, to be um, overt, so to speak. And I think that's okay. The more I thought about it, the more I dwelled with it, the more I prayed about it, the more I came to the conclusion that it's okay to be out of my comfort zone. Because the stunning story of Jesus Christ is worth me being out of that zone to give the forever story of a God who came to be with us. And so you may fit in that category with us. Oh, no, I don't know. You may have anxiety hearing me even talk about this. I want you to know it's okay. It's worth it. It is a good, forever, perfect gift. The gift and the story of Jesus. And the last thing I'll say about this as we close is there's no strings attached to this. Give it. Share it. You don't need to invite them to church. You don't need to invite them into a Bible study. You don't need to invite the person that is on your heart and your mind right now to anything else other than giving them the gift, the stunning story 
of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And allow the Spirit of God and let the remarkable story to which Matthew tells work in its own way. Opportunities, I believe, God will present along the way. Give the gift of Emmanuel. Will you join me in doing this? Will you join me in giving the perfect gift that will not fade away, need an update, not be forgotten, not stashed away in a closet somewhere, but the gift that will forever change lives. After worship this morning, you're more than welcome to come to the front, grab one on your way out. There's questions along the way. Later this week, I'll send information. If you and your family would like to have your own copy of the Gospel of Matthew from the Alabaster, uh, the Alabaster version of the New Living Translation, we're going to make many of those copies available for sale, and I'll have information about that later this week as well. But most importantly, let us be people who have already known we can do it. Let us be people who give the stunning gift of Jesus Christ, of God with us, of Emmanuel. If there's a need of any kind or if there's anything this church can do for you, please come forward. Let's stand together and let's sing. Brent.